podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Travel Bet Podcast for Saturday the 26th of December 2020. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And Gordo. Hello. Andy Vaughan for the Patreon slash Dundee United Santa Claus. That's the one. That's the that's the only look for Christmas. Which is the second question you get asked in Scotland if you're Santa, right? It's what school did you go to and which football team? <laughs> which team you... It's the tangerine hat with the big Dundee United crest that gives it away. <laughs> I, but then you'll just get somebody who's go, I but what's your big team? Like <laughs> <laughs> Coming for a hub span, Andy, that is like proper Aye, that's low. right there. It's I also have heard that pattern all the time. Like I Going up in the west of Scotland, that's just essentially like, I, but are, you, are you a Hibs fan who likes Celtic? No, I don't like any. We, can all go. we uh, Dundee United got a very good result against Hibs. You did? Um, I'm taking an absolute battering the first half. What We got absolutely hammered and um, ended up drawing one each. Yeah. Yeah, it so, should yeah. have been like 4-0 in the second half. It wasn't even just a battering the first half, God. Well, I watched it should have been 4-0 at half. It should have been 4-0 at half yeah. time. Our, key, our keeper is keeping us in that Benji yeah. Segrist and that's how we're like we're basically setting up defensively but our players aren't very good and we're just hoping our goalie is so good that it's 1-0 or 0-0 and we can get a late goal and maybe win or draw games and it's, yeah. and the horrible thing is it's been working for about four months yeah and I can't complain and like well it's not pretty to scored. watch like we... <laughs> <laughs> and as a result of how bad Celtic have been there's like Articles in the paper today, Andy, that Celtic are ready to bid for him because mm. they're playing fudge boys in cup finals that aren't up to much. So he's always stood out too much. Yeah, it was only a matter of time, and he is he has stood out so much because he's the only reason we've been getting points. So, yeah. oh well, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, we can keep him. Apologies that we never got one done last week. We had every work right. We had Christmas night, Secret Santa. We had about hundred and one things to do virtually. We just couldn't get an hour together that suited all of us at the same time. So we didn't get an episode out, but we did get picks out. We got them on Twitter and the Facebook group. So apologies if you didn't see them, but we'll quickly run through them because obviously it wasn't a proper podcast. Um, my banker bet was Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. I have never underestimated a second half goal ever in my life. Uh, Liverpool were 3-0 up at halftime, they ended up winning 7-0. So a very yeah. comfortable underestimated goal in the second half. Over 1.5 goals in that second half was 6-5. to five. You were getting over-evens at that. I had just taken the Conservative 1-5, to five, a goal. But Liverpool absolutely scudded them. That looked like a Liverpool team that won the league last so, year. Yeah. But Sky so, inter- had a, sorry on you go, Andy. Interestingly, in, my, uh, in the fantasy football, in both the salary cap league and both draft leagues I'm in, I know I have zero Liverpool players across all three. Zero. <laughs> so, so whenever they put in like a massive shout like that, seven nil, I'm just like, right, whoever I've been matched up against this week is going to kill me. But it was you, John, and you got like no points. I don't think I've got a Liverpool player <laughs> on my team either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had, so it's pure luck. <laughs> I, I have got three. I think three or four Liverpool players, and still lost this week. <laughs> that is, Incre- oh, incredible! I uh, um. But yeah, Sky Bet were running a promotion on that game, John, which is most shallow to have one shot on target at even money. I know. <laughs> it just like which, which you would have been really raging about when you found out he started on the bench. Yeah, exactly. But he still ended up with well, I think it was four shots on target, or five, two and of which were and a couple of goals. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Uh, 
my banker's a sad story. It was Fleetwood at home to Wigan in what should have been an absolute stick on, and they were one 0 up for almost well the whole game until um, eighty ninth or, or stoppage time. Yep, where Wigan Wigan got an equaliser and put paid to that. I just, I, I mean, I, I couldn't believe that as well because, like, bankers wise, we've been doing so well recently. Like, yeah. it just oh, was was mince. And then uh, mine was Inter versus Spezia, um, which was two one to Inter, so they won that. They were two 0 up until the ninety fifth minute, so there was no risk in it. Uh, and you'd have been paid out uh, three six five wise on it about seventy minutes or something. So that was my banker. Decent, decent. My value was ridiculous. I. I I got before the game. I got four to five on Everton Arsenal to be both teams to score, which is silly, and it was proven to be silly by the 40th minute. This game was never going to be a clean sheet for either team. Arsenal are actually quite good still going forward, even if Arteta wants to tell you the percentage chances of winning games and how many crosses they had and how many throw-ins they had in the opposition half. Doesn't matter. They will score goals against Man City, Everton, and they cannot defend. It doesn't matter which combination of defenders. And see if you put a fucking goalie in goal with fucking holes in his hands, you're not going to go through in League Cups either. I was about to say that. That was horrendous. Well, the goal they conceded in the third minute against Man City was ridiculously bad from a defensive point of view anyway. And then that goalkeeping error. Like, do do you know how we always have those conversations? Oh, if you were in the Man City team or if you were in the Arsenal team, how many goals would you get a season? And I always say it would be zero. Right, because you're just not a professional footballer, so stop it. No. I would have saved that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were. I, I promise you, I would have saved that. Just do this. And didn't, it's gone. Didn't, have to mo- didn't have to move. No. It it's so. Pay- I remember when we did the. So we did the the draft league on Zoom to do a mm-hmm. picks. I picked Martinez, and I said mm. on the draft league. He's number one. Our game has completely changed when Leno got injured because we had a goalie that was commanding of his box, was tall in stature, and his kicking was fucking phenomenal. It changed and inspired the whole- confidence in, yeah. the, in the defenders in front of him. It yep. changed the whole way the team played because he could actually hit the ball over the top of a defensive well. So it moved everyone back. We were able to play out for the back. It was nice and tidy. And for some reason, Leno comes back in. Leno's shortstop is unbelievable, by the way. Mm-hmm. everything else about him is fucking dodgy and there's clearly no confidence from the back three in front of him that he's got them covered flip that round and look at fucking Aston Villa's form since Martinez has went there I know I know. they're fucking 12 points ahead of Arsenal they've had five more clean sheets than Arsenal it's fucking unbelievable I'll tell you like, honestly I said at the time I had no understanding why we were keeping Leno at all Leno should have been surplus as soon as Martinez came in We've let him go. He's made Aston Villa a fucking better team. They've kept three clean sheets in a row just now, whilst Arsenal fucking have got a goalie with holes in his hands. It's honestly fucking baffling. I can put everything that's went wrong in this season down to that deadline sale. Everything down to that one sale. Nobody trusts Leno, and that Runerson's fucking a hundred times worse. So Leno is definitely number one just now. Yeah. Oh yeah, he absolutely is number one. Yeah, it's not. It's not even close, and and that's a bad spot to be in. It's weird to hear, um, like negative Arsenal uh, like a, a rant about it without having blood or fam put in yeah. there on Arsenal TV but secondly like when you were talking about it, I watched it the other night like it, it's because you obviously had such a good request about going that was was tripped up by um, who was it that didn't get booked? Ceballos, Ceballos. Um, Danny Ceballos um, but I was watching it because I, I have a Skybet feed that's slightly far but slightly further behind so when anyone tells me there's a goal I have enough time to open the app open it up and then see it. And I need this is just saying, 
that was fucking terrible goalkeeper. That's brilliant. This is gonna and it, like the comments underneath the like the Arsenal. It's like this cunt can save a fucking word document and all this. Like it was just me- like absolutely mental. I, I, I can't believe like it, oh, an unreal, unreal. Anyway, who was your value pick? Uh, no, no, no. I'm still moaning about oh, you, Arsenal. Just, okay, just, one, just one more. Just one more. Right, okay. Somebody, I've just seen a tweet that uh, well, I've seen a tweet. I'm scrolling through, so I can't attribute it to whoever it is. Leno has played seven Premier League games at the Emirates this year. Martinez, who doesn't play for Arsenal, has played one game at the Emirates. Who has more clean sheets? <laughs> I'm assuming. Well, I think we, I th- I think we know. Yeah. Martinez Jesus is a 3-0 Christ. win for Aston Villa. The only one. Runerson's deleted his Twitter this morning, right? That is everything that's wrong with professional football. See, a goalie, a goalie has to be fucking strong mentally. And if you can't help somebody fucking slagging you on Twitter about yeah. your fucking mistakes, you're no good enough to be anywhere near this level of football. Drop down about seven divisions where nobody fucking knows who you are and play at your level. If you don't want people moaning at you, fuck off. Like you're at the top level and you can't deal with folk accurately moaning about a mistake that you've made that cost us going out a cup, honestly. Fucking oh. he also he also he also he also can't deal with a shot straight at him. <laughs> anyway, Andy, your value because I, I can't moan anymore about Arsenal. It's ridiculous. My, my value, right? So I've got a very good friend that's an Air United season ticket holder, right? And I was talking to him on Saturday evening. Uh and yeah, Air apparently were just dreadful. And he was like, it should have been a stick on, don't know what went wrong. Uh they lost two one away at our broth. Two 0 down for most of the game. It wasn't close. It was bad. And I completed the the value treble of of rubbish for me, uh, which was Marseille versus Reims. Um, Reims took a a 1-0 early lead. Marseille had it back to level pegging at um, halftime and then just the second half didn't get the goal they were looking for. Like, they they gave out a battering. They had, like, 71% of the possession, 12 goal attempts, 6 shots in goal, compared to, like, shots on goal was 1 for Reims the whole game when it went in. Wow. just, just they, they couldn't turn all that pressure into a goal. But uh, you win some and you lose some with, with regards to values. That's why it's even money and not one to three. <laughs> one of the outsiders, my outsider wasn't great. English Championship, Sheffield Wednesday versus Coventry. Coventry had been in much better form. They don't concede a lot of goals. They tend to get a goal a game. So normally you can kind of bet on them not to lose too many games. They were 2-1 away to Sheffield Wednesday. They were the outsider, which made no sense because Sheffield Wednesday had lost something like 8 of 10 games so far this season. But Sheffield Wednesday got a goal late on to win 1-0. So that was disappointing on my outsider. Pretty pissed off because Coventry are a really decent side. Like They, they do not concede a lot of goals, man. Had chances, by the way, at 0-0 as well. Uh, my outsider was Huddersfield at home to Watford at the huge odds of 13-5. to Um Huddersfield won this game 2-0 it was actually 2-0 after half an hour so Bet365 had already paid out in the outsider after half an hour Um, yeah that was definitely my bet of the week Uh, Stephen Porter also pointed it out in our Facebook group as well so uh, I know he'll have been on that too well done Stephen that was a great pick that's probably the pick of the week um, from from that like considering how poor I I didn't realise how poor Watford had been at Huddersfield like they've they've, they've Mm. not got results there historically at all Historically, yeah, very bad. Um, Watford have just sacked their manager. <laughs> yeah. As well. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll mention them later on when we come to our actual picks. They're not they're not one of my main picks, but I think their game against Norwich will be very interesting this week. So does, does that mean Eddie Howe's got a new job? Is that what's happening here? When did that sack in? Uh, no, they've, they've, uh, they've appointed, what, a new guy, Cisco, 
whose only experience is 11 games in the Georgian Tier 1 league. Or a number one with a thong song. <laughs> so, so this will be, uh, yeah, this will be, this will be interesting. Um, that was actually a good part, John. I'll give you that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and my outsider, it didn't come in. Um, so I feel slightly aggrieved by this outsider because I felt it had like a lot of good of characteristics of, of things that I should be picking. It was Augsburg versus Frankfurt. I backed it as a draw. It was two 0 to Frankfurt. Um, Frankfurt's goal. The, the Frankfurt's goal came 53rd minute an own goal that deflected off the, the back of the head of a defender after a defender had headed the ball in and then Ausberg went on the charge trying to get an equaliser for ages and got caught in the break in the 87th minute so I feel like there was enough in it to 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 value uh, to to be going at it but I was disappointed with the overall end result because 2-0 does not seem like a close to a draw but uh, again it wasn't wasn't my finest week but I did I did hit the the basic milestones of banker and charity. So happy with that. Yeah, the charity was unlucky. Um, <laughs> I'd, t- I'd taken St. Mon to beat St. Johnson. St. Johnson were winning 2-1 when they got uh, when they got Jason Keller captain sent off for the most ridiculous red cards you'll ever see. Like he's flying into a tackle in a game that St. Johnston were a complete control of. Like St. Johnston were absolute control of that game. Gets himself sent off, changes the whole game completely. St. Mon can then put on pressure. St. Mon, who I am very impressed with just now, like yeah, I watched them you're against. A big, you're a big, you're a big fan. They keep appearing in your picks. Yeah, honestly, I, I think Jim Goodwin is the perfect level of defensive, boring football and also counter-attacking. It's really good. It's really effective against Rangers in the League Cup. You saw it. They were, they were, they were always in control of that game. They never looked under pressure um, defensively. They always looked dangerous on the counter-attack. Even against a team like St. Johnston, when they sat in with 10 men, they just put so much pressure on them and won the game late on. St. Murmur 9-5 to win that game. Now, I know St. Johnston had had decent form. It made no sense to me. St. Murmur the form St. Murmur the form team outside the Rangers and Celtic in that league just now. That says everything for me. And 95 at home at St. Johnston was a steal. I know it changed with the red card, but it did come in. 3 to win. And St. Murmur will be reappearing this week. This week. Good. Uh, I'd like the charity bet down. Luton v Bournemouth ended nil nil. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was on Bournemouth as in like four or five accumulators uh, over the weekend, just as a booster as well. Like, um, I I got the charity. The only other apart from my banker this week I got in was my charity. It was paid out after thirty eight minutes. It was Nice versus Leon. Leon won four one. Um, and annoyingly yeah. though, towards the end of the game, did that five sub thing. Like in a in a game you didn't need to do it in like staggered five subs because the French don't have rules against when you've got to bring them on. So like they they between the seventy ninth minute and the eighty seventh minute made five substitutions all separately. So seventy nine, eighty one, eighty seven, eighty nine, like incredibly frustrating. I was I was watching the game, like I was already paid out. And you're like, this is just a arsehole move. Like you don't need to do this. Um, but yeah, charity bet come in for for me anyway. Um, one to two that was. Yeah, we're unlucky. We're, we're, we're destined to get one. Hopefully, we get one for Boxing Day to give some nice. A wee, a wee Christmas charity win. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. So we will go on to Saturday the twenty six picks. So this is Boxing Day, of course loads of fixtures on there is actually so much football that we'll probably be lucky to keep episodes for Patreons and the freebies going at the rate of football it's going to be almost impossible but we'll try and yeah. figure out a schedule 
I'm starting with Leicester v Man U. God, I know this appears in your banker list as well. I had initially taken this as a goal in the second half at one to five, but I'm changing it to at least a goal in the first half at one to three. You're getting really good odds for this. There has been occasions, Man City, Man United recently, where there's been no goals in the game at all. But if I look at Leicester's last five first halves, going from nearest to furthest away, you're looking at one, one, three, two and two. If I go Man U, nearest to furthest away, you've got five against Leeds United. You've got three after that. You've got zero in the Man City game. You've got one in the West Ham game and two in the Southampton game. These are two teams that come flying out of traps. One to three is amazing odds for a goal in that first half. I think there'll be more than a goal by the way the two teams play. I think Jamie Vardy, the rate at which Man United have been falling behind in games, I think Jamie Vardy will be looking at Lindelof and Maguire and having a field day with us. I think this, I hope not to big, do you know annoying? We never done a podcast. Man U Leeds was always going to be that game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I'm buzzing for it. And the amount of times we've said that when Leeds have been involved, we've been let down. Like the Man City game, it was 1-1. It was fucking shite. Everton was 1-1. It won nil, sorry. And I thought that. I, was like, I wish we'd done a podcast because this is a game I could have seen having like seven, eight goals at. I feel the same way about Leicester, Man U. These are two teams that don't really defend too much. Brendan Rodgers is brilliant on counter-attacking as well. So if Man U even try and get on the pitch, this is going to be goals galore for the set, eh, for the outset. But yeah, a goal in the first half is one to three for either team, which I think is fucking great odds. I just, I just like to clarify that uh, Everton Leeds game, we were not let down at all because Leeds were my outsider that week and they won. <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> my banker is uh, Boxing Day Saturday, three pm in the English League One. Portsmouth v Swindon. I'm going to take Portsmouth at home. Uh, better than one to two. You'll get six to eleven at Bet three six five, which I think is really good odds. Uh, they're top of the table. Um, Swindon are. 22nd in the in the 24 team league form wise Portsmouth have 10 points uh, from the last five games scoring six conceding just the one Swindon are dead last in that five game form table only one point from their last five games uh, scored five times but conceded 11 which is not good by anyone's standard Portsmouth are pretty solid at home but where where this bet's really good is Swindon are truly awful away from home they've only taken four points in the road all season um, so everything sort of combines here to be a pretty comfortable Portsmouth home win, uh, and I like the price of six to eleven. Yeah, I mean, is that right? It's it should be a comfortable home win. But it I, could be. I hate these leagues, man. I'm so, I just hate the leagues. It's nothing to do with the teams. Of scunnered, players. you're scunnered yeah. with them. Just yeah, you, yeah. You notice I don't really appear lower than the championship. It just ah, oh, I've been let down too many times. <laughs> Um, and I'll round off the banker then. So uh, John had mentioned that I was on Man United, but I feel I probably should change that because it doesn't actually flow into a full bet if you do that. Because I don't think you can do a request a bet and then add on, not a request a bet, but just multiples in the same game. Like over, because I had over 1.5 goals in the oh, game. You can. you can do a goal in the first half and also over 1.5, but your odds would be shite. It wouldn't change it much as a double. Yeah, so, and then in the interest of people back, take the bankers as a treble, I'll change mine, because I had another option in there as well, um, which was um, Morton Inverness. So, same quality, like high-paced football, like Morton Inverness, I'm taking over 1.5 goals in that game. Inverness have been absolutely shite recently, right? Yeah, um, I was about to say. <laughs> but they're scoring goals, and that that's the kind of the most important thing. Like, they haven't played in a game where they haven't scored a goal uh, since the game against Hearts, which was 1-0. Morton have been pretty good at home. They've won four of the last five, um, scoring a lot of goals and doing so. They beat Queen of the South 2-0. They beat Air 3-2. They beat Aloha. Well, they beat Aloha 1-0 in there. I think both teams teams will score. 
Um, I'm not willing to take the both teams to score on it, even though it's slightly better odds. But you can get over 1.5 goals at 1-4 to four in this game. I also think... Chris, over uh, 1.5 is only 1-4. to four. Yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, mad. Yeah. So over 0.5 is 1-11. <laughs> so Jesus, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a game that has got. I, I feel will have goals in it. Um, over one point five should come in for us here. You're getting one to four, three to ten, two to seven between the bookies. So there's there's really not much between them. Um, and and that will round off the the banker treble. Um, as John as John had alluded to earlier on, I had previous I had picked over one point five goals in Man United Leicester. But if you're getting you're getting better odds in the your first half goal, so you may as well just go with that and, and stick something else on as well. I quite like it. I'm looking. I'm looking at the last five meetings between Inverness and Morton. Um, nearest and furthest back. The yeah, the total goals are five, three, four, five, and four. <laughs> yeah. So so, I, so, I, so I, it is I a game that lends that. itself to to goals. Yeah. So and I, so definitely. So I, I'm going to go with that. Uh, so that's Morton Inverness over one point five goals, and you get that at one to four. I'm I'm liking that. My value is in the Scottish Premier League, which is hard to predict because we're doing this Wednesday afternoon with a full calendar tonight. So Motherwell are playing Aberdeen tonight. St. Johnston are playing Rangers tonight. Aberdeen at home at St. Johnston on Saturday at three o'clock. Aberdeen are even money to win this game. They've had two two now wins. They beat Hibs recently. Looked very, very good, very solid. St. Johnston were in a really good run. Um, When they get a draw against Celtic, they were unbeaten in like 10 games. But since then, a kind of a scrappy cup draw with Dunfermline that they went through in penalties on. And then a, a 3-2 defeat, as I've said, away to St Martin. They're going to be missing their captain for the Rangers game tonight and also the trip to Aberdeen. As a result, I think Aberdeen will get this. I think St Johnston will put a lot of effort into this Rangers game tonight. Hopefully Rangers win. I think as a result of that game, I think St Johnston will be a bit tired. Um, they'll need to manage their squad. Maybe look at the Aberdeen away game as being one that isn't where they're going to get three points and maybe focus on other games coming up after that. I just really like Aberdeen. Just now, I think they're looking really, really strong. I think those two two wins against um, Hibs and Ross County at home, 2-0 with clean sheets, is kind of what Derek McInnes has kind of based his team on in the last five seasons. I think it'll be another game like that. Also, with O'Halloran being out, they've lost a lot of their counter-attacking pace. I really fancy a, a positive result for Aberdeen. I think even money's way too high. I think it should be way less than that. So for that, it is fantastic value. Aberdeen will win. I also looked at Aberdeen to win to a clean sheet is two to one as well, which I think is really good odds on that also, because I think this will be a one nil. Okay. Uh, my value pick for the weekend is the evening game in the English Premier League on Boxing Day, Sheffield United versus Everton. Now, in any other league, if you if you hit the team names, right, and you just looked at the league table, you looked at form, you looked at how these teams are performing you would not get a 3-4 to four price on an away win for Everton. Sheffield United, rock bottom, two points all season. Everton are fourth in the Premier League with 26 points. They're only four points behind Liverpool in top spot. They've won their last three matches in a row, and these were matches against big teams. 1-0 win against Chelsea, 2-0 win at Leicester, 2-1 win against Arsenal. Sheffield United got a draw last time out against fellow strugglers Brighton, right? It's not exactly the best result in the world. But before that, they had eight straight losses in a row. In this matchup, 3-4 is huge. It's just really big. I just think Sheffield United are going to click at some point. Uh, 
and I, I, and I think I, you know what, I nearly made that my outsider this week, being like Sheffield United, right, definitely. But then I was like, I think I only like them because they feature a lot of Scottish players. Like, yeah. it's nothing to do with like, it, like I have a biased I, I, opinion I know, of I, them being. I know what you're saying. They are, yeah, I, but they've not won a game all season. Oh yeah, so you can think, oh, they're go- they're going to click at some point. And for like the last eighteen games, you would have been wrong. Yeah. Like so, like you know, what I mean? it's just yeah, consistently yeah. getting beat. Uh-huh. I just, oh, no, I, I just, just under, yeah. under even money. It's not that far away from even money. Three or four um, yeah. is 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 huge. I think it's excellent. Do you yeah. know what annoys me more than anything? Remember my Fulham bet at the start of the season. Mm. Now, what's annoyed me is Fulham made seventeen signings. Yeah. After that bet, Fulham's team that played. Uh, who were they playing? At, who were they playing on Monday? Oh fuck! I can't remember who Newcastle? they were. Newcastle? No, was it they played Newcastle the weekend. It might have been Newcastle. The lineup, the whole night, the eighteen-man squad. Thirteen of them didn't feature in the squad for the Arsenal game that could be three 0 Sheffield United are not in a position to do that until January first. Yeah. So there's no change. Yeah. Lundstrom's going to be suspended for his tackle in the Brighton game. They almost did against Brighton exactly what they did with Leicester. They almost conceded a goal in the ninety third minute after being hit the bar. Yes, honestly, like <laughs> they are, they are not good. And also, the other thing I looked at in this game, when you sent it over, Dominic Calvert Lewin is six to five to score any time, oh, which is unbelievable odds because he's ah, scoring against everyone. I know, I know the goal against Arsenal didn't count because it went in off holding, but he is scoring against everyone. He's an absolute beast, and the type of goals they are conceding. Other type of goals that Dominic Cavalloon's scoring. It's crosses, it's balls in behind. So Dominic Cavalloon's another one. See if you take Everton and Cavalloon, you're getting three to one on that double. That's big. So many good bets, so many good bets on that game. And yeah, but mainly, I fancy Everton to go scud them as well. I think it'll be a comfortable win. Sheffield United look completely lost just now. That's one I w- that I would um, I would expect to get paid out early on three six five. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I, 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 I hope everyone, I hope everyone go down win for the sake of uh, for the sake of trample bet. But for the Scotland <laughs> national team, it could not be a worse result. <laughs> um, so, it, when you think of Christmas, what are your things you think of? Like, what is what is your like your staples of Christmas? You got your Brussels sprouts. You got your well, Ro- Roger Moore James Bond film, probably Roger for your eyes only. Yep, and then your turkey, and that's where I am on the twenty seventh. <laughs> Um, so I am looking at the game between Gazantep and Alanya Sport on the 27th, the day after Boxing Day. If you have a look at Gazantep's home form, it's absolutely insane. Like, they've played 19 games on Flash Score and lost one. The last 19 games they've played at home, they've not been playing against crap the whole time either. There's there's Fenerbahce's in there. They beat Fenerbahce 3-1. They beat Besiktas 3-1. Um, they drew with Antalya Sport. The last game that they lost was against Fenerbahce and that was in January of this year. They've been in an incredible run at home and that's where they're getting all their points. Um, they're playing against Team Alanya Sport who have been poor away from home. They've, last, they've lost their last three games. They lost to Denzel um, Den, Sport. I was going to say Denzel Sport. Um, Gustepe and Gender Bleachy. Um, they lost their last three games against really bad teams. And I, I fancy Gazantep to... I actually fancy them to win the game. But for the sake of the value bet, I'm going to take them double chance. Because 19 times out of the last 20, that has came in. And you're going to get their double chance result at 5-7. to seven. I think that's a great bet, by the way. 
I, I think that's a fucking phenomenal bet with great odds. And the odds are based on a lot of Alanya Spall's home form. Yeah. Because we've now been keeping an eye on them because of Stephen Kalka. Aye. They are top of the league, but most of go- yeah, most of the points are coming at home. They're currently winning 1-0 against Gianni, who yeah, I think are. are also on your kitten just now. Yeah, they're, all, they're also on my pick. And you can see the other team that are playing um, in the Turkish league at the moment are bottom of the league is... Um, Erezum or Ezredum, uh, who are also <laughs> playing just now and will be playing against Yeni for a later pick. So, but I really do fancy this as a draw. So I think that's that's come because I think Anyaspor do not concede a lot of goals. They do fill mm-hmm. with, but they tend to score as well. And um, yeah, I, I just yeah, I really fancy this to be a draw at least. So I'm, um, I think yeah. the odds and that's really really so, high. I, that's that's I am. Um, what are they to win? Uh, Eleven to five. Oh, I quite like that as well. To be fair. But the double um, chance is good enough, man. Double chance for down there. You're going to get 11 to 5. You get 13 to 5 to draw and 11 to 10 for Alanya Spore. Um, so, I, I, yeah, double chance at home. Uh, it's happened 19 of the last 20. Let's make it 20 of 21. Yeah. <laughs> As always, like, really. Which is, also, which is also this season. 20. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's like, that's like my favourite part of Christmas morning is see waking up, getting my breakfast, having a beer at way too early. And then looking through all the non-Christian leagues that are still playing. And oh, yeah, it's great. Where, where is my Christmas Day coupon coming from? It's Israel. It's Turkey. It's Iran. Which is ironically where all the the Christmas story takes place. <laughs> like they've they've, they've 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 committed to football really in that in that spot for around then. But um, but yeah, it is always good to have a look. I think Christmas is the is it the smallest day of the year fixture wise. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so few countries playing. Mm-hmm. Oh well. But yeah, no, they're, all, like they're all they're all uh, they're all watching for you guys only. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's, it's Roger Moore time. <laughs> On to the outsiders now. I have went back to a well that I think I've said I was abandoning a couple of times, but I've been roped back in just by results. The outsider is Coventry versus Stoke in the English Championship. Fucking stoke! <laughs> Stop it! Like you've you, you just said, uh, I've been a well that I've weed to before. It's poisonous. It is poisonous water that you are currently trying to drink and pass it off as clean water. <laughs> it's a bad decision. To quote Robbie Williams, "Fuck Stoke." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm taking the draw at twenty-one to ten. Coventry's home record out of the last five games having three nil-nil draws, a one-goal win, and a three-one win. Stokes last five away games have had three nil nils, a single goal win, and a three nil win. These two records could not be more matched if they tried. I fancy under one point five goals in this game. I really do fancy a nil nil draw, but I am willing to abandon all that if it comes in a four four draw. As long as the draw comes in at twenty one to ten, I think the odds are too high for something that seems to keep happening. Like I said, said at the start of the season. I think Stoke will be a team that win a lot of games 1-0 and don't concede away from home. Coventry have set up the exact same way at home. They do not concede a lot of goals. They try and nick a game. And as a result, as you can see, six of the last 10 home away permutations have been 0-0. Really low scoring as well. But I'm going for the draw. I really, really fancy this to be a draw. I don't think it'll be an exciting game at all. It will be the game that you can actually imagine a Coventry-Stoke game being. Zero interest. Zero goals, but just a draw. That's all I'm focused on. The draw. Twenty one to ten. Still draw a lot of games, but you've you've warned yourself off of this <laughs> so many times. I promise if this doesn't come in, this is the last time Stoke will ever be mentioned in this podcast from myself. We'll see. Andy, what you got? 
My outsider's on Sunday, so the day after Boxing Day, I don't have a nice little pun story like Gordon, because nope. the only thing I know that's related to Belgium is Poirot, Tintin and Waffles. <laughs> but uh, I'm, in, I'm in the Belgian Jupiler League. Sunday at 12.30, Antwerp versus Charleroi. I'll take Charleroi away from home at a big price, 13-5. to 5. So they're actually third place in the table. Antwerp are in seventh. Um, so from that alone, I quite like the pretty big price of Charleroi as an underdog. Um, form also suggests this won't be as one-sided as the bookies think. Charleroi have taken 10 points from the last five games. Antwerp have taken six. Antwerp have taken 15 points at home this season, but Charleroi travel really, really well. 17 of their points have come on the road. So they've earned more points away from home than Antwerp have taken at home. The last meetings of the clubs was in August, where Charleroi won 2-0. In fact, the last three meetings have been two wins for Charleroi and a draw. Uh, Antwerp have lost their last two home league matches. Charleroi have won their last two away games. I just think it's a nice spot at a big price. I think it's something that I'm keeping an interest in because this will now be at Rangers have been drawn against them in the Europa League. Yep. So I am very interested. I text a, a, a boy I did the B licence with is the assistant manager at Beershot who are third in the Belgian League just now. Mm. And I asked him what Antwerp are like and he said, fucking dreadful. And I laughed. Good. And I went I went, I went on their Wikipedia and I was like, is Thomas Buffel their coach? And he just laughed and went, no, where does it say that? So obviously a Rangers fan went straight on Wikipedia and right. Thomas Buffel is the manager because everyone was going, Oh my god, Thomas Buffel is the manager. I was like, No, he's, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. And then he went, like, Well, are you sure? And Will goes, No, my brother's the assistant manager. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, In their shit, he goes, Well, we're better than them. And I was like, Oh, right, okay, okay. So I'm keeping a keen eye on them now. Uh, there's a couple of results that really stand out from them, which was the Spurs game, but Spurs had played a lot of fringe players the in that game. The what one nil game at home, one beat Spurs, and then the three one game over Ludogorets. But Ludogorets seemed to have more of the ball and more of the chances in that game. Mm. So Mika Arteta would tell you that it was really rare that they would win that game because there was a three percent chance. Honestly, man, that have you seen the the thing Gary, Gary said? I don't know if he sent it to you guys or he just sent it to me. Uh, the the Rick Steiner promo from years ago, like from no. WWE. I mean, I've watched it. Oh, the Steiner math. Is it Steiner, Steiner math? math? So everyone's oh, like attributing yeah. that to Arteta now. Brilliant. It's, it's, I, I get said that unrelated recently, so it is excellent. Um, well, I, I'll, uh, I'll move on to my outsider. Andy, it's definitely Charlois is the, because mm-hmm. is, is before we get pulled up for our incorrect pronunciations, um, it's definitely, like, it, it has to be, I'm sure it's an airport like and that I've heard called out Possibly, port. I've only been I've I've only been to Belgium once, um, and it was Ghent. So, ah. um, well, so my my outsider pick for this week is on the twenty seventh. Is the late game? Uh, is at seven fifteen? It is Wolves versus Tottenham, and I'm taking a home win at eleven to four. Now we've watched Tottenham recently. They haven't been fantastic. Their away record, they've drawn... Well, they lost to us, Liverpool. Um, they drew with Crystal Palace. They drew with Lask. They drew with Chelsea. Uh, they beat West Brom 1-0. Wolves' home record hasn't been much better than that. They beat Chelsea 2-1. They lost to Aston Villa. They drew with Southampton. They beat Crystal Palace. They drew with Newcastle. But if you look at their home form when they've had to... Or look at their overall form when they've had to play against kind of larger teams, so Chelsea, Arsenal... Um, teams that 
that you feel that they probably wouldn't get a result against. They have, and they've won both games 2-1 in that instance. Uh, Tottenham style of football is abrasive. Uh, it's designed to get them up the top of the league, but you know, without contention of winning. Um, it's Mourinho has them playing decent football, but not. I, I, don't, I don't think the kind of football that is going to guarantee them a win here. I think there's a lot of value in Wolves. I really like Fabio Silva up top for Wolves. I think he's been really good for a young guy playing up there. Um, him to score in this game is six to one, which I also thought about taking as my my outsider there. Um, I think Wolves will get a result. I haven't seen what they did to Chelsea. They absorbed a lot of pressure and then caught them on the break. The Chelsea game was a coin flip at the end. Chelsea missed an absolute sitter. Wolves ran up the other end and scored. Um, I see them doing the same thing against Tottenham. I see them getting a result out of this. The problem I have with that is (laughs) Tottenham don't attack, like ever. Yeah, exactly. And Tottenham have played teams similar to Wolves, but better than Wolves and beaten them. Yeah. I, I... I don't. I think this is a draw. By the way, I don't. I don't see either. T- I think Wolves will sit in. I think Wolves will take. I think Wolves are just thrown. I like the wee guy up top as well. By the way, but I think it totally changes Wolves' style of play. Not having Jimenez, and I think they're almost like in limbo just now, just waiting for him to get back so they can play players around him that suit him because that's mm-hmm. been their whole style. On Spurs, I I love this. Like I can't fully enjoy it because Arsenal are basically in a relegation battle just now, but. Spurs were top yeah. the league in title challengers two weeks ago and then Mourinho does what Mourinho does is he takes a lead against somebody and tries to defend it and there's no intention of attacking and then he can't rejig the team to build up to that again so I think this will be like a pure boring oh my god I'm pr- it's going to end up being a four-all draw I think this will be a really boring game because I don't think either yeah. outwardly attack and I don't think Spurs have for all the attacking talent they have, they don't seem to be able to break teams down, which is baffling. Like, if you've got yeah. the likes, I know it's all, if you've got Son Min, Lucas, Kane, Ali, Bergwijn, yeah. Lacelso, Lamela, Gareth Bale, and you can't figure out how to pick teams up and tear them apart other than be on the counter, you've not, not got a good coach. <laughs> you've yeah. got a guy who knows how to do one thing. So, and I think Wolves are very kind of pragmatic and they want to try and counter teams. Spurs won't allow them to do that because they'll do the same thing. I think I just after looking at the Leicester result for Tottenham, mm. like Leicester, Leicester went up and and you know they they won that game two 0 We we had a lucky result against them. Like we Spurs should have beaten us. Um, Bergwin hit the post twice. He put one inches by when Allison was beaten. Um, but I, I don't know. I just don't see Tottenham getting a result out of this. I just I I see it being very similar to that Chelsea game that Wolves played, and that. They'll get a goal, they'll sit in, Tottenham might get an equaliser, but I think Wolves will win it. So that's why I'm taking them at 11 at four. Right. Um, and, or um, five to two, you can get them in hills. Um, I don't see them going 2 0 up. So I, I don't think you'll get an early payout on it. I think you'll <laughs> probably win something like 2 1. Um, however, 11 at four. Wolves see what I'm looking at in this, the English Premier League? This must mm-hmm. be the first time in English Premier League history that we are hitting Boxing Day with a smaller gap between the top 11 than the bottom 11. Mm, there yeah, is 11 no one's point, really opened that up yet. There is 11 points from Wolves in 11th place and Liverpool at top of the table. That is mental. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no one's really opened it up yet. And on the flip side, Sheffield United have been unbelievably dreadful in terms of accumulating points. I actually think of like people talking about Solskjaer because he got knocked out of the Champions League getting sacked. 
if United win their game in hand, United are a point off top of the table. I know, I know. Like, like that's it's, it's mental. It's absolutely mental. Yeah. I don't understand Man United fans sometimes. Mm. Um, but there's there's been there's been them um, some chats about it in our in our Facebook group. I know there's a few big Man United fans in there uh, that live in Manchester, go to games. Um, well, when you used to be able to, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and again, they're split. They, their opinions differ. So it's not you know what I mean. Like it's not like if you're a hardcore Man U fan, you all think the same way. Like opinions totally split on social. So Van Dyke's back soon for Liverpool. That's it. And that'll That's, change things. That, that makes it. You know the fact that we're playing our under twenty ones defenders and like Fabinho, that <laughs> uh, centre back, makes right. it is yeah. So I think that split will come at some point soon. But you're right, it's 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 congested at the top, but certainly not at the bottom. Right, let's go into the Christmas charity. This is when it needs to matter. Ten pound of our money on a treble and try and get really good odds. I'm looking at who we've picked. The odds are all really good, and all of our individual picks, which is quality. I'm going to the Scottish Premier League and I'm going back to the same well that's done me good about four times this season. Ross County, who have just sacked a manager and replaced with John Hughes, which I think is actually a good appointment, are at home to St Murn. I'm taking St Murn at 11-8. to eight, and way better, price. Than, way better than even. Big, big price. Everything Jim Goodwin does is almost, will be like the antichrist to what John Hughes will try and do, which is play open, expansive football with whoever he has in front of him. Ross County are not that team. Ross County didn't have the players. So he is going to have to do a lot of signings the minute the 1st of January comes round. But he doesn't have that for Boxing Day. He has to do what he's got, play against us at Mun team who are flying just now, who will go away to Ross County, who will keep a clean sheet, and who will score goals. So for that, at 11 to 8 there, my charity pick, I really fancy St Mun to win 2 0. I really, really like St Mun just now, and I think they're just flying with confidence. I don't see how Ross County... Ross County went for beating Celtic in the League Cup to get beat off Hamilton two weeks later at home. I know. I can't, see, I can't see that. The Hamilton game, the one that worries me, I can't see that changing. So, St Martin to win away at Ross County, 11-8 is my charity pick. My charity pick for this week is Boxing Day at 3pm in the English League 1. I'm taking Charlton at home to Plymouth. Um, because I clearly can only pick teams that start with the letters C H A R L. Charlton are seventh in the league with thirty-one points. Plymouth are fourteenth with twenty-two points. And this is a bet against Plymouth. Now it doesn't sound like they're that bad, fourteenth uh, with twenty-two points, but they're in a very poor run of form. They've taken only three points from the last five games, scored only three goals, but let in eleven. Um, this is where this is where the bet I think gets really good. They're also the worst side away from home in the entire league. So they've got 22 points this year. 20 of them have come from home games. Like that, That's an incredible platoon split, that is. 20 of their points have come at home, only two on the road all season. I think it's a really good spot for a Charlton win at odds of around even. So you're getting five to six at 3.65 just now. Like it. Yeah, like I like that as well. I like that as well. Um, yeah, that, that away record's shocking, man. It's funny you were saying, saying that about letters. I went to a Charlton game, like they've been in the championship, so it was years ago. And obviously, it's Charlton Athletic Football Club, yep. which are the letters C A F C. But anyone that's ever been at their ground, they don't know how to chant their own letters or they're illiterate because it definitely has been chanted C I F C. Like, like yes. clear, clear as day, C I F C. You're like, what? 
<laughs> Charlton Athletic right there. But no, I like that because I hate if Plymouth are so bad. That goal count conceded 19 goals in eight games away from home yeah. as well. So I conceded really more than bad. two a game is, is a lot of goals to be shitting. They have the six games they've lost away are all to teams who have a better home record than Charlton, but not massively. There's two with like an, an extra point. And if I look at Fleetwood, Crew, and Portsmouth, Charlton have only played seven home games and they've all played ten. Mm. So if they've got a better home record, they have had three extra games to try and do that. Nine well. more points to try yeah. and get. Yep, totally. So it's in, it's in Plymouth's badge, is it not? Are they not shit? Does there not badge a little ship? <laughs> oh, ship! Right, I was wondering what you were talking about there. Um, I will take us. I will take us away from the the bowels of English football and take us <laughs> into the, the heights of uh, the top deck of uh, Turkish football. Uh, and my bet of the week, a bet I really, really like, is Yeni versus Ezerum. Um, Yeni have been fantastic at home this season. The only game that they haven't won. Um, the only thing that they haven't won in their last eight was the last one that I backed them in. That was against Basaksa here. Um, the other seven in that run, they've won six of them to nil. So they've won one nil against Anania Sport, two one against Gender Beachley, um, two nil against Hopper Sport, two nil against Dezila Sport, two nil against the Times Good, two nil again, five nil against Trabzon. They're on a really, really good run. Ezurom have been terrible in their last five games. They've, they've scored one goal and conceded 15. They've lost all of the games. They haven't scored a goal in their last four games away from home. They lost to Besiktas, Hachespor, Konyaspor, Tritonzaspor, Kagamruk. Um, Yeni are going to beat this team, and they're going to beat them handsomely. You're getting five to seven on Yeni um, at the moment. The Turkish league plays over the next two days. Yeni are playing just now, and they're currently getting beat by uh, top of the league, Alanyaspor. Um, Ezerom are terrible. They're towards the bottom of the league. They're now they're they are now getting beat again away from home. They're they're now getting beat again. They've got nine points from their fourteen games. Um, Yeni have got nineteen from their thirteen games. That should tell you a bit more about their golf. There, you're getting Yeni at the spicy odds of seven to nine or five to seven at three six five. You fancy that? Um, yeah, that's Matt. That rounds off the charity bet. Well, I'm a fan of that one. I think that looks good. They haven't. They've been getting scudded off teams with a similar home form as well to Yeni. Yeah. The 5-1 against Konyaspor as well was the one that stands out for me. This is a... And if they're losing 1-0 just now, I'm quite quite happy with that. Yeah. Them travelling. No, that's good. That would be like a good odds charity bet, right? Like, oh, you get over evens and one over evens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, do we have any updates, Sandy, on the fantasy football, which I am terrible at? Uh, I beat you last weekend, 43 oh. points to 36 to reclaim top spot in our draft league. So that oh. is uh, very nice for me. And I'm looking for a favour because I'm, I'm enjoying, uh, I'm ahead on points difference. I could do with Gordon winning this week against Jason Stott. So G-Man, if you could beat Jason for me, that'd be that'd be lovely. I lost to Bruno Fernandes personally last week. That was quite sickening. Like I, I had, I had Firmino and Andy Robertson in the same team who just assisted each other all game. And uh, still lost to single-handedly um, to James McIver in there, but yeah, I'm I'm out to beat the stop man, obviously because it would annoy him more than anything. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. uh, um, our overall trampled bet league, uh, Chris Jones, ham fighters, he still leads the way. 
Uh, he is over 900 points, 909 points. Uh, Scott Strang in second place on 877. So a bit of a gap starting to open there. I think even at this early stage, I can say all three of our races have been run. A yeah. couple of hundred points behind for the three of us. Um, I think we're done, but obviously there's a cash prize associated with this league. I think it's about 140 quid or something in Chris Jones. Um, at Christmas is top of the table. Well, basically we are like, you know, there's a lot of horse racing goes on over the next couple of days. It's a very famous time of the year. Um, we're out of shot, aren't we? After about one furlong. Your horse has disappeared. There's nothing that like they'll finish at some point when they're already talking about the prices of the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we won't be featured again in the main camera. No. Um, which is a shame, but the Draft League, that's really where it's at. Aye. Um, obviously, the, the King George is on Boxing Day. I'm, I'm sure they'll be chatting in our Facebook group. There's lots of good stuff in our Facebook group. So very, very famous horse race. Uh, surname, uh, Clan Des Obo, uh, who's won it a couple of times, looking to win it again. And Santini, um, second in the in the Cheltenham Gold Cup, has been supplemented into this. Uh, which is very interesting. Uh, it's a strange move from Nicky Henderson. I don't think anyone really expected that. So it'll be, I'll be interested to see how Santini gets on in this race. I think the race might be run too fast for him. Santini's a, a bit of a plodder. He'll get you through the mud at Cheltenham, but I don't know how that will translate to a King George chase. So exciting stuff on the horse racing. Uh, the darts, I've had it on behind me. I've just seen one of my picks. Gary Anderson has won his uh, second round match. 3-1 there. Uh, he took out an incredible one-six-one finish um, when John was discussing his charity bit uh, to to set up that victory. So I, I I'm on Gary Anderson and James Wade, who I, I both took at just massive prices. Uh, they were both thirty-three to one before before the tournament started, and I think for quality names like that, that's a very good price. Um, I have been watching it um, and, and catching up with the darts every night. Dimitri Vandenberg uh, beat Paul Lim last night and looked absolutely sensational in doing so. Uh, average of about 116 so of all the matches I've seen so far Vandenberg's been the guy I've been Im- impressed with most um, so the darts takes a break after today it's back on the 27th and they play until uh, the 3rd is when the final is January 3rd that's a big big Christmas darts night yeah we will we'll see search the Facebook group out as private we do approve people to come in so if you go to Facebook and just search Trampolet Podcast we'll let you in because that'll probably be where most of the chat's happening we're quite lucky the fixtures are mainly falling on Saturdays, so we, sh- we will have a weekly episode. We will try for the Patreons, £5 a month for the Trample Bet Club to get extra episodes in there because there is loads of content and loads of stuff happening from Boxing Day onwards. So we will try and keep up to date, but the Facebook group is probably where most of the interaction is going to be happening, so make sure you get on that. Um, I would like to discuss just one more thing. Watford v Norwich this weekend. So Watford um, sacked their manager. After only four months in charge, they've got this new guy in uh, from, from the Georgian League. Watford do play well at home. Norwich are flying. They've taken 15 points from the last five games, so that's maximum in the five-game form table. Norwich score, but also let in goals. So a Norwich wins 95, but I think Norwich and both teams to score might be something worth looking at at an insanely big price. Okay, I like it, yeah. But, I mean, if the Georgian League's anything to go by... That guy's all right, <laughs> so <laughs> might get a goal. <laughs> he's never drawn a game, right? As a manager, really, really don't like. He's only, he's only had eleven games, and I think eight have been wins, three have been losses. So he's never drawn a game. 
Um, yeah. This will probably be the first fucking nil-nil draw of his career. <laughs> but I, I just, I, I just, I just think it'll be, a, I just think it'll be an interesting game. Not confident enough to put it in one of the main picks, but I just think that'll be one of the games of the weekend. Okay, no. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Have a great Christmas. We'll see you next week. Merry Christmas. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.